This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back, Brad. Welcome back to the final cast. It's a Thursday. Brad and Josh here. Yay. Good times. Good times. (laughs) Yay. Brad and I have been struggling. We've been struggling lately, haven't we? Trying to find guests (laughs) and ideas. I've been struggling uh, with everything lately, man. It's going to be just brace, brace with us. Hold on for the ride. It's going to be bumpy for the next, I don't know, probably to finish out the year for us. I mean, we still got November. We'll probably take that hiatus that we always do in December. I hope we do the whole month. Last year we did two weeks. Uh, The week or the year before in mind on three. I can't remember, but um, anyways, so Brian and I have been kind of throwing around some ideas, um, and t- today we're going to talk about uh, cold water, um, cold water dangers, dry suits, wet suits, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Um, it's uh, it's the season, at least for us. Um, we hit in October. Our temperatures, I think, reached down in the 30s last night, and I think that's the first time since yeah. the winter um and uh it was frosty a little bit places i don't know did you notice that did you get up early enough to see my my windshield was frosted i had to scrape it mine wasn't frosted but i think that's because i don't have like a lot of grass around so there's not as much dew in the area yeah um but uh when i got to work i could see the frost in the grass and stuff so but anyways um brad and i are very big on the whole cold uh, cold water safety type stuff um you know it's something that we took seriously what it was last winter when we got our dry suits and i haven't had a chance to use mine as nearly as much as brad has but i don't know i think we got some brad's got a lot more time with his now so we can get some good ideas from him of what's working uh like layering wise but dude 
let's get into kind of the uh what what do you think is the optimal time to switch over to a dry suit and why and like what's your belief in this because we've talked about the 120 rule you and explain yeah. that to the listeners as well well i kind of changed my mind especially after i flipped flipped my kayak for the first time recently you yep. and the water temperature was 70 degrees that day it was 65 degrees outside and the whole day after i flipped i was shivering I was like, well, it was also really windy too, like 25 mile an hour winds, but still, uh, yeah, that sucked. Shivering for six hours. Luckily, my buddy had an NRS champion jacket that I was able to use, you know, to keep some mm-hmm. of the body heat until my stuff dried out. Ended up not mattering anyway because I fell in the water the second time. So you did it yeah. twice? I didn't flip the kind. Oh, I flipped once. I fell in again. I slipped on a rock and I completely went in again. <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it was like three hours later. I was like, I am destined to be wet today. And my, my buddy was like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. All right. First mistake that Brad made. All right. I'll give you the pass on the dry suit. Okay. Because if it, the rule, I don't know that the water was 70 degrees, to be honest with you. Oh, it was. I, are you sure? Yeah, I had my fish finder. Yeah, but that's surface walk. That's surface. Yeah. But, but that doesn't like, necessarily mean what it is two, three feet down. You know what I'm saying? I think it gets yeah. colder. And I've been reading 60s and, and you know, for the temperatures on the gauges. Yeah, the but day it, I went. Anyways. Yeah, the day I went, Middletown said it was 71 degrees. Really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it dropped. So I, this, was, this was two weekends ago, though. We were still having, still having that warm weather. Yeah. But what's your number one thing you think I'm going to point out that you did not do? Uh, bring a dry bag. Yep. Yep. And the extra clothes. I know yep. I have it. No, I got it packed. I just never bring it. Yeah. I'm stupid. But that's the number one thing I would say you should have done. Because I think you'd have been fine. You know, like you didn't have like the cold water shock issue or anything like that. Yeah. But. I mean, you should always carry some dry clothes, you know, just in case, unless it's like super nice and warm and everything that's going to dry out real quick. But I mean, springtime, even late spring, early summer, you know, you can get in those days where it's not terribly warm outside. The water might feel decent, but I mean, how many times you've gone somewhere swimming in a nice heated pool and you get out and you freeze to death because the air air temperature is colder and it doesn't even have to be significantly colder you know just that wind alone will uh chill you out and it's it's surprisingly easy really to get hypothermia really when you think about it yeah i was kind of worried about that after i flipped my buddy was like that situation could have been a lot worse than it was i'm like i was almost tempted to turn back around because we were only half a mile downstream from where we put in that's so funny i told you about how i almost flipped right yeah when um who was it me and um was it the day i was with mike i don't know dude but so i was fishing backwards right i'm floating down backwards (laughs) i was doing (laughs) and i'm throwing into like the little uh eddies and stuff like that and i had caught a fish actually fairly quickly it was a little one so i get all excited and I see, and you know, the water's moving quicker, but I see all these good eddies. So I'm kind of 
dealing with it. And no, this is actually by myself. This is when I did the, um, that charity tournament. So oh, I was yeah. on little Miami river and I am floating backwards at like a, I don't know, like a 45 degree angle. And dude, I just broadside a huge rock. I mean, <laughs> dude, I don't even know how I didn't even see it. It's so yeah. big. Um, and, uh, yeah, it luckily I didn't tilt at all, but I mean, I hit it with some force and, yeah. um, I was like, Ooh, that's probably one of the, the harder, like hits that I've ever had on rocks or whatever in the river. You know, I've, I've only, maybe there's only been one or two other times that I've ever felt that I could have tipped over. And one of them was kind of dumb. It was like in a riffle where I high centered on a rock. Mm-hmm. But I was on the side of it, sort of, and yeah. I'm trying to slide, you know, get s- slide off of it. Um, and the current was really fast right there. And but I mean, it, you know, I tilted over some, but not to where I was like, oh, definitely going in or anything. So and that was in the Coos <laughs> HD, which tilts yeah. kind of far, anyways. <laughs> Man, if if I was in a different kayak, if I still had the bonafide, I probably wouldn't have flipped. But being the inflatable, it's completely flat, so you're sitting on top of the water. Yeah. And that water, that rushing water over the rock, just pushed me right up on it like that. Yeah. And then it just kept pushing the bottom of it and just flipped it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would kind of be a little. I mean, you're kind of screwed if you get hung up, like because yeah. it's, no, it's and it can get water to go over it easy too. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Even if yeah, you're sitting there trying to, if you're leaning, because you're supposed to lean into the obstacle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there was um, no leaning. <laughs> I just kept pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, once I hit the thing, I was like, oh, crap, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, I wish I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It got deep after that rock, too, like four feet. I didn't realize it was that deep there. Yeah. It's like, dang. I'm going to start fishing that spot from now on. Yeah. So you took your tumble and then you fell in again. Yeah. You waiting at that point. Yeah. I was trying to, I was walking upstream, try, try to cast another riffles. And this rock was just slick with green snot. Oh yeah. And I fell backwards. Yeah. This is that time end. of year where that stuff starts to decompose that like, you know, I don't, it's not only really, people say it's algae. I don't think it's algae really. And well, not the algae that people think, you know what I mean? Like that causes the problems. I think it's something natural that sort of happens and it collects on the rocks. It's like brown at some point and it'll turn green, but then it gets slick as hell. Yeah. And you and, get caught on uh, it summertime bouncing yeah. stuff on the bottom. Yeah. But, um, so <laughs> you, uh, you were cold. It sucked. Yep. And then the very next time you went fishing, I noticed you had your dry suit on. Yeah, the very next day I had my dry suit on. I was like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> because Well, the, the water temperatures did drop. Like, well, actually, the next day I went, we were up north. The water temperatures were 10 degrees difference than down south. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's because the Mad River comes in there and it's cold, makes it colder. Mm-hmm. So what um what's the model of our nrs dry suits uh nrs extreme okay so brad and i both have the same dry suit he has the yellow one i have the big bird and cookie monster and um 
So Brad and I both, obviously, we kind of struggled with them the first year by getting choked out. Uh, we learned <laughs> that the rubber gaskets on the neck aren't, no, it's not a joke. It seals water very well at the same time of cutting the blood supply to your brain. Yeah. And um, so I remember you, you struggled with it. I struggle with mine. And, you know, I still, I don't wear mine enough that it's loosened up. So what do you feel? Have you been able to get over that? Have you just gotten used to it? Was there any tricks to loosening up the neck gasket? Did you trim it? What'd you do? I didn't trim it. Actually, my buddy, uh, Will, he just got a dry top and was asking me to. Uh, I told him to put, well, I, I put a gallon jug, uh, Coleman, one of those big red jug water bottles. Mm-hmm. I put that in the neck for about a week, and that helped. And then uh didn't trim any off the neck just because uh, David Foyt told us they don't recommend trimming the gasket, so mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Uh, it don't don't bother me anymore unless I'm bending over uh, trying to get something, I guess. I don't know. That's when I, I start to feel that choking feeling, I guess. But other than that, it's fine. Yeah. That was the only thing you've done? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't do anything else to it. I just... The more the more you wear it, the more you get used to it, the more stretches out. Yeah. So uh I'll talk about what I've used mine as far as um like layering, and then you can share what you do, um, like what kind of shoes you're rocking or whatever. Um, I have a nice set of wait- regular waders. Um, so I have a nice pair of Sims G3s I wear with my uh dry suit when it you know when the time's appropriate. Um, I made a mistake one year of wearing my regular waders. And you probably remember the story a couple years ago at the Turkey bowl when I fell in trying to take a pee. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was wearing waders with, um, stuff that I used for hunting, which were like my under armor, cold, cold gear, base, base layer stuff, the under armor stuff that I had the mm-hmm. new camo and then I have a mid layer too, which is like fleece. So I have fleece pants and a fleece shirt. And then I wore my waders over that. And then I had a jacket. Um, but that day, I think I actually ended up taking the jacket off because it wasn't that extremely cold. Um, but I ended up having to pee and had so much stuff on that I could not do it in the kayak. I had to get out on the bank. And when I did... Um, I actually stepped on some rocks that I thought were solid and they weren't and they rolled on <laughs> me and I fell backwards into the water. Jeez. Um, luckily I didn't fall. Like I, I hurt myself more than I got like wet probably. Cause I, you know, hit on an elbow on a rocks. So I didn't fall completely in. I fell with like part of my upper body mm-hmm. and, um, but what I really noticed was, and this is what scares me and kind of, doesn't make me mad but just makes me worry for people that i see out there especially that they're wearing like fleece type stuff and they have Mm -hmm. no pfds on and it's the water's getting cold and they're out there in their kayak and that just 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 a recipe of disaster Mm because when i fell in that little bit brad it was just my upper like left arm right like and maybe like midway down my torso just on the left side yeah and that um my arm was completely in the water, which mind you, I have that base layer fleece. And then I had like a, another kind of fleece jacket. Cause I have like 
my mid layer is like a fleece, but it's kind of form fitting. Um, and, uh, cause it, I wear that stuff underneath hunting gear too. So mm-hmm. it's like, I got three layers on. So my mid layer, I don't want it too bulky. Um, when that stuff got wet, dude, like my arm felt like it weighed so much, like compared to my other one, like, oh, I believe and it. that's what I really was like, okay, this is, I get it with the dry suit now, you know, this is, you know, I can't imagine that if I would have fallen in that day, cause it was cold that day. It was in the thirties. If I would have fallen all the way in what the cold shock would have been like, but on top of that, the fact that I had waders on, which would have filled with water on top of having a shit ton mm-hmm. of fleece on, which is like a sponge and how much yeah. all of it would have weighed. Yeah. So that's where I kind of, I can wear that same stuff, right? That same base layer, same mid layer, wear it underneath my dry suit and it's going to stay dry then mm-hmm. at that point. You know, I'm not soaking it in water. And that's the key to the dry suits, you know. Um, it's a basically a, a barrier. It's it's a barrier to keep you somewhat buoyant, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the dry suit, I'm going to tell everybody, is not made to keep you warm. Uh, what we wear underneath is what's keeping us warm. The dry mm-hmm. suit is to keep you from being wet and that cold water being held up against your body at that point, you know. <laughs> I do got to say, though, those dry suits, they are really good at keeping wind. Like, it's oh, not yeah. breathable at all, man. So if it's yeah. windy out, you're you're not going to feel it. Yeah. That's what I, oh, I yeah. love it. Definitely. They are definitely windproof, but they're not cold proof. Because, I mean, if you think yeah. about it, you'd still be cold if you were just wearing a sh- pair of shorts and a t-shirt underneath it. You know? Yeah. And if you do fall in, you... It, you, if you do fall in with a dry suit, you can't just sit in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to get out still. Yeah. Cause you sit in that water, even with dry suit on, you're going to feel, feel it on your skin still cold. Yeah. And that water pressure is going to push in up, up against it too. You know, because I mean, <laughs> you and I have had to burp the dry suit, you know, um, <laughs> because when you put these on that, those gaskets are, they seal really, really well. When you put it on, you have, there's air inside of it. You feel like a little balloon. And, you know, I remember Dave telling us, you know, uh, a good thing to do is pull the gasket out a little bit and like crunch, like squat down and crunch your body together. And it'll help expel some of that air. He also suggested um, if you're brave enough and you got the warm clothes on, you can walk out in the water and, um, you know, go up, almost chest high if you can go somewhere safe like that and pull the gasket and the water pressure will push push the air out as well so oh but what are you wearing these days um i got the g3 boots um so i usually will wear like wool socks you know Mm -hmm. that sort of thing um a lot of times i have a couple pairs of like little wading socks that i got from sims they're thin um what i like about them is that they don't i don't know i don't feel the water like i do or like the sweat with the wool because you know wool's nice because it keeps you warm even when it's wet but mm-hmm. kind of hate that weird slimy feeling that wool gives me <laughs> on my toes yeah it's directly right on my toes mean. so what yeah, are you layering with uh so i don't know if my my mom didn't realize that she got me a great christmas gift last year so she hooked me up with the uh uh, a set of 
moisture wicking uh base layer mm-hmm. and it's a, it was actually meant for um what do you call it skiing so right. it's like skiing stuff but it wicks away moisture i was like this is perfect i can wear this under the dry suit yep so i wore that all year round and then uh over top of that i'll put my joggers on and then and then uh a long sleeve shirt and then another sweatshirt and then my dry suit over that but I'll, like you i i throw the wool socks on i double those up usually so when i do double them up i will put uh hand warmers in between layers mm-hmm. on on the bottom and the top of my feet because i feel when i'm winter fishing Last year, I found that my hands and feet are the only thing I get cold. Like, I can deal with my torso get being cold, you know? Yeah. But the hands and toes thing, I was like, I got to do something about that. So, I started putting one pair on top and bottom of my feet and one pair on top and bottom of my hands in between gloves and in between socks. Yeah, that's a that's a Rob Orr uh, suggestion, if I remember correctly. I remember him talking about storing uh, hand warmers in his gloves and stuff like that. And it's a great idea because it works. Yeah. Um, I, uh, that's, I'm the same way. And that just makes sense. It's where your circulation, it's the furthest point, you know, for your blood to be pumped to. And so it's going to be the first thing that gets cold. And, um, but, uh, what are you wearing shoe for shoes now? I know I've seen you rock in those vans or something occasionally, but (laughs) those aren't vans. Those are actually Sperry's like fancy frat boy shoes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they are. Uh, they like school bands. Yeah, I stopped actually wearing those because I got a pinhole in the bottom of my rubber gasket. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, from rocks getting in my shoe, and then I'd walk on it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and cause the pinhole. So I had to locate, locate that pinhole. I patched it with some uh, stuff NRS um, recommended, and then mm-hmm. uh, I stopped wearing those, and I bought some wet shoes. They're called the NRS WTB wet shoe. It's like a neoprene boot zips on both sides. It's perfect with the dry suit. I mean, it fits nice. I can't. I, I tried looking at the uh, boundary boot, mm-hmm. but I found that the, you know, the way the rubber gaskets are made there, it only goes so high on the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boundary boot goes higher than that. So you can't cover the boot up with the. Yeah, and we both bought we got we got dry suits that are on the bigger side so we could layer underneath it. So that makes sense. Like that's what I was always kind of worried about. That's why I never rushed out to go get the boundary boot as much. Yeah, I want them. You know, it'd be a really good idea for them to do if they made it, and maybe they have one. I don't know. Do they have a mid? I don't know. I have to look at that. That would be a good idea because you know, be like, hey, make it to where it fits the the cuff length of the um of the rubber gasket or the rubber oh. boot because that would be awesome because that was the one thing that's why i never did it because i'm like well i don't want to stuff my dry suit into that boot you right I mean? i'm gonna like look the- these up because my, my buddy here they are my buddy will he has a uh a mid-sized boot that he wears just with his waders every now and then when it's colder mm-hmm. um it's called the nrs backwater wet shoes and they're kind of similar to mine, but they fit tighter. You know, they, they kind of look like that. I, they kind of look like a boundary boot a little bit, I guess. Yeah. That Like they're form-fitting, you know what I mean? I don't know if. Yeah, I see. 
it almost looks like a sock. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but they're yeah. all neoprene. Yeah, I might uh actually pull these up here. Go ahead. So your feet are staying warm though, so that's the good thing. Um, you know, at this time of year, do you kind of uh, shy away from getting out of the kayak and waiting around? Then at that point, um. Well, yeah, just because I know the smallmouth aren't shallow anymore, so there's yeah. no point in getting out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense, dude. I'm so, I'm still learning where they're at though, so I'm. It's so winter fishing so overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, those are those are sharp, man. Yeah, I thought about getting a pair of them. They're only sixty nine bucks. Heck yeah. Um. You want to bring up a picture of the boundary boot so we can kind of show relatively what we're talking about and the difference. Um, but so let's talk about what you think then is the optimal time in your in your opinion on like that whole hundred you know one twenty roll. Um, what's what's appropriate in your opinion of starting to throw the dry suit on? Um, I'm going to say when the air temperature is in the sixties and the water temperature is 70. <laughs> I, he must I just, really had it. You were miserable. Dude, it was awful. Like, oh man, I can't I've even seen somebody, Dude, I've seen somebody fall when the water's in the upper sixties, maybe low seventies. And it was 30 degree, 30, Ooh. 34 that day. Yeah. When That's started, dry suit like, weather, dude. I don't like, care what who you are. Um, well, this is when we first started, and he ended yeah. up being fine. I was worried. I got I was really super worried, and I wanted to pull over and build a fire, but he said he was good. So huh. yeah, uh, I wouldn't have been yeah. good. Shout out to Brad, <laughs> my buddy Brad. That's his name. Brad and Brad, both um, idiots. But uh hit me, him, and our friend Nate. And maybe Greg that day uh, we went out and Brad was in my ex's uh, cruise 10 and we forgot to strap the seat down properly. And oh, he man. hit a big, huge, like some, not submerged log. It was coming out of the water. It was huge. It's huge tree. But the, the current scene took you straight at the tree. And so everybody kind of got little like bunched up in that area. And he came oh, flying geez. in there, hit that thing. And when he tilted, that's the seat tilted with him and just oh, fell right out. Yeah, I felt see, horrible. He lost his favorite rod. I think uh, he lost a rod that his grandfather gave him that day. Um, yeah, see, he was drenched. Spots like that, I just portage around anymore. It's not worth it. Like you know, you know of one spot that's like that, like above uh, Wagner Ford. There's a little, real mm -hmm. fast shoot of water, and it's just like turns real quick. I'm like, nope, I'm dragging around that every single time. Um, I, you know, the thing is I kind of messed around so much on the little Miami first and it has all kinds of weird things like that, that mm -hmm. I, uh, I started to learn, um, like how to paddle and be okay with those things. I think, I think as fishermen, we start to kind of really freak out about our gear. So we start to worry about that first. Yep. And if I see like a lot of times something sketchy like that coming up, cause I'm always looking 
Like that's why I was so mad at myself for hitting that rock a few weeks back because I'm really, really good about trying to identify what's coming up at all times. Yeah, no matter I usually what. am too. And um, <clears throat> that day, I, it was it was or it was the same concept of what you said, dude. Like I'm not even two to three hundred yards from my launch spot, and I've already mm-hmm. caught a fish. And um, the section I did was the section that I met you and Justin at. Um, when I first fished with Justin, where we got at a it's a Constitution Park with a big, huge concrete kind of ramp. I never, that, I've never fished there until this year. You know, this is on the Little Miami River. And I know. Me you, me, you and Justin went, and I remember fishing under the bridge. It was when that huge, um, weird storm thing hit. Oh, that was that that was way downstream. That was what what area was that? That was that's like where it Mainville, happened. Mainville area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Constitution I think that park... Park's way up north from there. Is it? Yeah. What's that name? No, not Constitution Park. I'm sorry. Um, oh gosh, it's got the ball diamonds. Remember on both sides, and you pull down, and there's a put-in spot, and I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it's um, you know, you just kind of go with it. But anyways, I don't know. So you, you, you're saying. You learned that 70 degree water and an air temperature less than that is pretty chilly. And I, I'll mm. agree with you. I mean, I, I got, I can get in the water and wait, wet wade like that still. Yeah, so it doesn't too. really kind of bother me, but that's a little bit different though, because you're staying submerged and you kind of get used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've waited in 60 degree water before, mm-hmm. um, and wet weighted like that. Um, you know, at this point now, though, I'd probably be throwing on my regular waders if I was just wade fishing. And, you know, and definitely since our air temperatures are dropping uh, significantly in the past couple of days, uh, the yeah. dry suit, you know, needs to be taken out. But, I mean, the 120 rule, I don't know, man. I'm not – maybe the 120 rule – has a little bit of truth to it but mm-hmm. i don't want i wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket right brad you just you were in 70 degree water in a 60 something degree day and you were cold now you didn't well, have cold like cold shock when you hit the water right no, no i, I was gonna say there's always exceptions to that rule i mean right i, I i'm sure 25 mile an hour winds didn't help it if if there wasn't any winds that day i probably would have been fine Right, right, yeah, and it's gonna that's gonna make it a lot colder feeling than it really is. Yep. But it's like remember when we talked with Ricketts about this, you know, mm-hmm. if okay, you can't really say that because if it was eighty degrees outside and forty degree water, you can you're gonna get cold shot. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like so, the one twenty rules, you know, I don't know, but it's the same kind of concept or, well, okay, maybe the water is 80 degrees. It's super warm and you jump in, but then you get out and it's 40 degrees. You're going to be cold. Yeah. So, and it's a different kind of cold though. Cause you're not worried. But our, my whole point is, is that there's a point where the water gets to be, and it's not about drowning because of, your inability to swim. Uh, what we learned last time we talked about this and we watched those videos was when you hit the water and it's cold like that, 
there's a couple of things that's going to happen and your body's going to tighten up. All your muscles are going to tighten up because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a shock. It's a shock to your system. Um, and a lot of times when that happens, especially people who aren't wearing PFDs, you are going to probably sink. And when, and you may gasp as well. Like a lot something that's kind of involuntary is the gasping for air because it takes your breath away and it feels like you can't breathe. And that's where people get in trouble is they hit the water. They can't move for the first, however long, 30 seconds, you know, it may even be quicker than that, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. take long, you know, and then you're gasping and that's where people start to inhale water. And it happens very, very, very quickly because they've done studies on this where if you can actually be relaxed when you hit the water and deal with the shock, you have freaking like something like 10 minutes to get out of the water, even at a really cold temperature. I mean, people show do those stupid polar plunges every year. Yeah. You know, but the thing is what they're doing is they're introducing their body into the water slowly, you know, or they might run out there quick, but they're in shallow water. They're with a ton of people, you know, there's ambulance and lifeguards on staff for those things or whatnot. But when you're out on the river like that, you may be by yourself. You may be yeah. with somebody else. You may be with a couple people. But usually when you're fishing, what are we doing, Brad? We're spacing out. Yeah. So if I'm the fall in the water and you're downstream from me, you're not going to be coming up to me in, in a quickly ma- a quick manner. I mean, I know you'd come up quickly, as quick as you can, but fighting back upstream is a different ballgame. Yeah. Unless you had a torpedo. <laughs> yeah. But... So that's kind of where my issue lies is that people put way too much faith into their ability to swim when it's really not about that. It's not at all about that. It's a kind of what your reaction is, your body's reaction is to when you initially first fall in that water. Yeah, I agree, man. It's kind of scary to think about right now. I'm like, uh, I hope that don't happen over the winter. That'd be bad. <laughs> even with the dry suit on i still don't want it to happen yeah but the thing is is here's what's good you're not going to probably get the shock okay it's going to suck it's going to suck for your head probably yeah. suck for your hands well you know it's going to suck for the gear but yeah. here's the thing though is you can get out get out of there go get a towel dry off if you have the you know you probably should be carrying an extra pair of gloves and a dry you know a dry bag and That's dry your point. head off and, you know, have an extra beanie or whatever. And you're right back out on the water. Yeah. You know, you're not, your life's not being threatened. You know, I mean, you it's may- not to say that something else could happen. Obviously you're going to run into, you have, you know, all kinds of obstacles that are out there on, on the river, mm-hmm. but the fact of having a PFD on and a dry suit is just going to, greatly increase your odds of surviving yep. your ass hitting that water you know yeah you mentioned the uh uh your head getting wet and stuff like that it's a good point because i've been looking at one of these as well yeah to wear it's like a really thick insulated uh uh a hood i guess yeah, yeah dude i've seen people hood. wearing those things and they are like kayaking you know a lot of times i see people who are wearing those are 
our whitewater friends and yep. they're out there in november december january february wearing those things man it's yeah the, cr- the crazy guys that uh do the flips in the uh mad river and stuff yeah in their kayaks yeah those dudes are nuts man but um that stuff works it works okay granted it's expensive it is expensive to buy dry suits it's expensive to buy all that gear but you know if you're serious about kayak fishing and you want to stay safe and you want to enjoy what the river has to offer in the winter time brad tell them like tell them what i i haven't fished a ton in the winter time you know it's only been a handful of times but you've told me time and time again that it's like the cleanest that you see the water yep it's the most kind of calm yep. you know i mean you've got your bad weather days obviously you know we know yeah. what our ohio you know six to ten inches of snow followed by rain what it does to our river systems here but you know it's extremely peaceful yeah i mean like you said like at least four feet visibility down at the yeah. bottom there's no wind i mean it's like everything's dead still even the water the water's like low and slow and yeah. everything's quiet it's nice. I mean, and it's cold. You think about it too. You've got less traffic because people yeah. just are staying inside. So, because I mean, we live in a suburban area and like some of the areas are kind of urban that we fish. Mm-hmm. But everything is just quieter and yep. um, it's a great time to get out. It's yeah, hard Pete, fishing, but you learn a lot, you know. I learned a ton last year. I, I found two winter holes. I mean, it, you, you got to fish painfully slow but i i i that's where i completely changed my mindset where i i went out there expecting not to catch a fish so when mm-hmm. i went out there to catch a fish I, it was super rewarding i was like holy crap this is awesome yeah and and what's cool too brad is you hate getting up in the mornings right mm-hmm. you're not a morning person and like in the winter time you're not getting up in the middle of yeah know, dude middle cracking. of the day <laughs> yeah like we got out there at like 1 p.m in the, yeah. in the winter it was nice but <laughs> i do gotta say chris yalk kind of kicked that out of me this year because yeah. me and him rode together a bunch uh fishing and he was like all right i'll be, be beat your house of five i'm like all right i finally got used to it i'm like all right i want to go now dude it's it's the best man that first hour is the golden hour and um yeah i'm i'm a i love it you know mike's like that grimsley is he's he's a get up he wants to be on that water when the sun comes up so Mm -hmm. there's been many of early early mornings me and mike would go decide we want to go fishing right for the weekend (laughs) and we wouldn't be able to sleep yeah (laughs) and and then he'd like and this is when I was staying with him, right? And I like, and I could hear him like on his iPod or on, on his iPad watching <laughs> videos. And it's like one, one thirty in the morning. And I'd be like, "Hey, dude!" He'd be like, "What?" And I'd be like, uh, "You want to just go?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, if you want to?" And we would literally get our stuff, roll out at two in the morning. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could do that, but I definitely don't sleep well when I'm waking up early next day to go fishing, but. Yeah, when, when you wake up, you're like, you're ready to go. Like that adrenaline's pumping for sure. Yeah. So what else you got to add about this whole cold water safety thing? It's no fun. Nobody should do it. 
leave the river to to me okay <laughs> for those who want to get on the river and laugh at brad hoping to see him flip his paddleboard over i hope not man um but uh so check out chuck earls um it's that dude is a rls he is in the cleveland area i want to say i think he's like on lake erie yeah he's at lake erie big walleye guy he does a lot of videos he is a really cool guy he is um he does a ton of fishing in the wintertime, and he is very, very big on cold water safety. He does a lot of videos. He falls in some icy water like videos. It's crazy, but he um, he's a very big on, and this is what else I wanted to mention was uh, in the summertime, one of the best things that you can do is learn the balance of your kayaks, guys. Mm. Take the kayak out. Don't take any fishing gear. Go where you got some deeper water and flip that thing and learn where that point is on your kayak um, and practice getting back into your kayak, practice flipping it back over. Cause you'd be, it's really, really hard to flip those kayaks over They're They're made not to flip. So when they do, they're not easy to flip back. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to find a, all right, here, here's, I don't know. You probably saw this. Uh, Kurt Smith posted on his Facebook oh. about a dry suit yeah. and uh, Chuck rules, man, <laughs> in his dry suit. Yeah. Have you seen the one where it's laying um, in the water? Yeah. I was about to push, put, uh, pull that one up too, right here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at That's that, dude. crazy, dude. That's ice. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yeah, that's that what's dude cool is... about that. that's what those things offer. The yeah. I mean, dry suits are made for people. You know, they wear them in the Bering Sea on those crab boats. Um, yeah. It's meant. You know, it's obviously probably not like the one hundred percent like guarantee. Nothing is, but um, it's definitely, definitely going to make your day a lot better if you fall in. Yep. So. Um, you know, that's the, my, my big thing is don't always trust the 120, know your water temperature, know your air temperature, know what the wind's going to be, know what your kayak, how, how, you know, how it performs, how, how does it flip feel if it flips, know that you can get back in, you know, um, the one thing I always want to say to, if you do flip, don't worry about your gear first that comes later, you know, um, sucks but yeah. you know luckily i didn't lose any when i flipped yeah uh those yak actually the yak gadget rod stagers they saved every freaking rod that i had that's great man yeah but um you know um it's just what else you got to add man just be safe out there guys don't don't take unnecessary risk you know it, i know it like I said, it's expensive. There are cheaper alternatives out there. I'd rather see everybody out there wearing wetsuits, you know, even though yeah. they're not they're going to keep you really warm, but it'll help some. Mm -hmm. uh, there are semi-dry suits, which are if you struggle with uh, wearing the rubber neck gasket. Um, it's like, is it late? It's like rubber latex almost. It's it's thick. Yeah, I thought they were neoprene. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying on the regular ones. The oh, yeah. Semi dry suits have neoprene gaskets, which are much, much, much more comfortable. But you can get some water in, 
Um, it's like you're not going to get. It's a like ton. a damp feeling. Yeah. I, I, I I'd imagine. Yeah, you're not going to get a ton, um, but you know the here's the thing about the the semi or yeah the semi dry suit. So you want to think about the neoprene that's on your waders, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what that material is. That stuff is easily you can pull that, right? So. Yeah that's the problem i've always had with them in a sense is say you did fall and you got something you got caught up on something and it pulled that it's gonna let water in you know what i mean and it doesn't take much probably to pull that i i don't know do you know anybody who's got a semi or semi dry suit and you have you ever felt the elasticity to it no actually i don't like to i'd like to see what that's like um yeah i would too I mean, when you wear uh, the, the actual full dry suit, the waterproof ones like Brad and I have, it is hard to get your fingers down in that gasket. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's not hard, but you know what I mean? Like if you're falling in the water, it's not it's not going to be easily moved in a way. Yeah. You know? It takes a lot would, of force to open it. Yeah. And I would, I would just kind of assume that uh, the neoprene versions aren't the easiest, but... You know, I'd like to try one too, actually. But those are cheaper options, uh, for sure. So, um, you know, and there's there's all kinds of different manufacturers. Brad and I are big fans of NRS. Uh, NRS is notorious for having uh, really nice sales. I think ours were what, like seven or eight hundred a piece. Um, mm-hmm. But if you play your cards right and you pay attention to NRS, uh, there's often like really good deals on their dry suits in and around Christmas. If I remember correctly, I'm sure there's probably even like a end of season kind of closeout they might have, um, mm. you know, where they're, they're trying to get rid of stock or whatever. I don't know. Old models. Yeah. I don't know though, like what it's like supply chain wise for them this year, just like everybody. It's just been a struggle. Well, the boundary boots are real far behind. I know that for sure. People yeah. just talk to me about it. So, you know, just kind of beware of that. But what else you got, dude? Uh, Just one last thing. People give me crap for wearing it, man. Uh, don't don't let anybody shame you for wearing one. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't think anybody's giving you crap about wearing it. I hold on. It's it's hold on. That's, well, it, even if it was a different color. Somebody would still give me crap for it. Really? Yeah. I, I uh, Nick McCrelly, really man. He's my I buddy. Really wanna, I want to go with you and Justin. Me, you, and Justin. We literally look like Sesame Street. I mean, I you've got, he's got <laughs> a green to... one, right? Yeah. And he's Grouch. Groucho. You got Big Bird and Cookie Monster, dude. I mean, <laughs> you just need to find somebody one. with a red one. We got Elmo. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, my buddy Nick, he posted on on my uh, post a couple days ago, I guess he's like, man, you're like the only person that that's ever excited to wear one. I'm like, it's not that I'm excited to wear the suit. It's what, it's what it allows me to do, I guess. So it gives you a peace of mind that you're out there being relatively safe. And then you, you know, you're out there fishing in December. Yeah. So January, if you want. If somebody reads that, they're like, oh, I'm not going to get a dry suit. People make fun of me. Dude, don't worry about that. Just just wear it. If you're worried about that, you need to really kind of take a look at your life and see why <laughs> it seems like something that's very elementary school 
is affecting you, you know? Yeah. Um, Plus you got all the big name guys, Kurt's wearing one, Rob Orr, uh, George Nemeth, Chuck Earls. The stuff that I've been watching, we, you and I have seen that Rob Orr does in the wintertime is, and he's been doing this for years. And if it's a complete Testament of what the potential is for wintertime fishing out there, what, you know, you don't have to bass fish. You can go after, Stripes, you know, stripes, yeah, and I mean, I think it's was it was Robin, uh, Kurt when they hooked into that giant monster, uh, oh yeah, catfish, cool. and it was on the news. The news was actually yep. doing a, a a story about the Ohio River flooding, and like it was flooded, like bad. Mm-hmm. And these two dudes and their giant balls go out and they fish <laughs> out there and they go fish in parks that are flooded and i was gonna say that yeah they're uh, like and they hooked up well, i don't know it was it's it a blue cat like 50 giant, pound blue yeah cat. giant blue cat that took them like half hour to an hour to catch and on eight pound mono it's all happening while the news is there and they get interviewed like and everything yeah, it's that's, it's pretty that's cool, cool story but the, the one that sticks out to me is Rob Orr and Kurt were floating down the river. And he was like, what did we do today? We caught a hundred fish. And it's like dead of winter. And like it, the whole woods are covered in snow. Like that's yeah. epic. Have you ever seen the video? I don't know. I think it's Kurt towing Rob. I want to say. And through then, the ice. <laughs> busting through the ice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that that was back in the Ohio game fishing days, I think. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. Those are good videos. But uh, yeah, man, just stay safe out there this winter. There's we always hear a lot of horror stories, and you know, in this late fall to winter transition, as well as that early spring, you know, and it's just it's really not worth it. You know, if you can't, if you can't you know get the gear just kind of just stay off the water you know go fish the bank or whatever just you You know still catch them from the bank yeah i just hate i hate seeing those stories every year about it you know i mean it's bad enough you're seeing stories of when the rivers get out of control and people go out there with no pfds on and Mm -hmm. you know it's just it happens over and over again and You know this this time of year, it gets even more dangerous when the rec, uh, the temperatures start dropping. So, stay safe out there. Wear a PFD yeah. DP. You I say. bet the I bet the river's what low fifties now. I'm guessing. I haven't I checked in a couple. I haven't looked. It's kind of muddy still. It's still a little on the high side too. Oh, it's super high. Oh, it's actually fifty nine degrees right now. Huh? Surprised. But all right. Anything else, dude? Nope. Thank you. All right. Good. Take us out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, man. Thanks again. That was a good topic. It's always fun to do a refresher on this. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to hit me or Brad up on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions. And if we don't have the answers, we can always get you in touch with the right people. Check out Chuck Earls. Check out NRS. You know, there's – a ton of good cold water safety videos out there. So uh, learn as much as you can. Stay safe. Yep. We'll see you guys later. Let's go, Brandon.